0: biz coach. Hey everybody! Welcome to yet another inspiring interview with a yoga teacher slash business expert. Uh, I've been doing these all week, so uh, there's six of them in total. In case you were wondering, pace yourself. Today we're talking with. Um chioma about who who was an accountant and and, a, and now she uh, she 's a yoga teacher yoga student she 'll tell you more about it uh, but she also um is, is a bookkeeper and she 's a bookkeeper for yoga teachers and um she reached out to me to have a conversation a couple of months ago and i you know i said well look um get back to me in a bit because the schedule's pretty full but get back to me in a bit and it you know i reached out to her to say hey you know what now is the right time because people are thinking about money we're taking a look at how we manage our money and i'd like to think that now has been you know this this special times has been an opportunity to Uh, refocus and reprioritize how you're managing your prosperity, your abundance, your Lakshmi coins. And so what a great time to talk with Joma. And in the interview, she's going to talk to us about where she sees as a bookkeeper for yoga teachers, the lady knows what she's talking about, where she sees yoga teachers having sort of prana leaks with their cash. What are we doing? What are we telling ourselves is a good idea that might not be a good idea. Uh, she's seen, um, behind the curtain. She's looked at the profit and loss of a lot of yoga teachers. So she's coming at you from experience, you know, uh, earlier in the week, I, uh, was finishing up the final session with one of my private clients and we were talking about what he's achieved over the six months and how he's feeling about his business and what's new. And um, one of the things that he said was that one of the things that, that this this quarantine period has taught him is that he was in fact spending a whole lot of money on stuff that he didn't need and that he was using for uh, reasons that didn't actually support him in the long term. And now that he hasn't been able to do a whole lot of stuff that he normally would just pursuing, you know, going through, through patterns. He's actually feeling better in himself. He's enjoying life more and he's got more money left over. And he realized that just things like eating out, um, twice a day sort of stuff, just because that was the habit that he'd got into, because he hadn't created self-care routines for himself that included buying great food and cooking for himself. And now that he's been compelled to do that and he's loving it, he's also noticing the ripple effect in his bank balance and being able to direct those funds into places that really light him up. And I thought, well, you know, these sorts of things can seem quite small on the surface, but the, the lasting effects of noticing something like that and what it can do for us in business is profound. I know for me, uh, you know, there's been points in, in my career, so maybe even sort of every 18 months or so, where I really look at my financial situation and think, is am I doing this the best way? Is there a better way for me to be managing my money here, not in a neurotic and tightly held kind of way, but in a way that supports me now and later? And as I talk about with Charmer in the interview, I really think that saving for the future is sexy as fuck. So is living a great life now, but God damn, sexy retirement planning. Yes. It's uh, coming to towards the end of the financial year here in Australia, end of June. So it's that time to be thinking about things like, well, as a, as a, as a sole trader, as a small business owner, am I contributing to my retirement fund? am i accessing the greater tax deduction i can because i'm doing things like that have i got great financial advice so that i'm paying the right amount of tax am i you know what about folks do, that 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 don't have things like income protection insurance you know this might sound like a drag but i really think that getting this stuff in order just make it's like a really great tadasana you know no one thinks about strengthening glute medius until you need it. These are, these are those sorts of things. So enjoy the conversation with Joma and, and what she covers and, and how Amy bangs the saucepan about <laughs> sexy retirement savings. <laughs> Sorry in advance. Uh, and before we do that, don't forget everybody that, uh, enrollments for social media confidence for yoga teachers finish up on Sunday. So I'm loving seeing uh, the group forming there. And I know we're going to have an amazing time. I had a coaching call with Jane yesterday and she, <laughs> Oh my goodness. She's an exceptional yoga teacher. She's really studied with some incredible like teachers, like the best of the best. She has a boutique studio. She's wondering why she can't, you know, she's a great looking person. She's got an incredible lineage knows what she's talking about she's wondering why she can't um why she can't fill her classes and i had one look at her instagram and i'm like damn girl that's why your instagram is a dog's breakfast It's a dumpster fire you're trying to convey a sense of quality here it's not working <laughs> Uh, anybody who's had some coaching calls with me will know that that's kind of how they go with love, but, uh, truth bombs anyway. So she signed up <laughs> to do social media confidence because gah, I spent 45 minutes with this woman and I know already that she's high quality, so much to share, so much love, so much integrity. And, and it's just not coming through in her socials. And as a result, I mean, she's struggling to find people to, 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 to welcome into her business. So and if you're looking to turn that around, and in a way that feels great, so many people message me and say, you know what, Amy, before your course, I never thought that social media was, could be fun and creative for me. And now it is, you know, this is not a, a, an anomaly. This is not an outlier in the graph, the satisfaction graph of of the social media confidence program. So if you're not in it yet, if you haven't done it yet, do get yourself signed up. The link is amymcdonald.com.au Uh, forward slash social, or, uh, it's in the session notes. But for right now, here we go. Enjoy this conversation about money. Hey everybody, Amy McDonald here. Welcome back to another really powerful conversation, uh, all weekish long. We're talking about what can you be doing in your business right now that, you know, you might have been putting off, you might've been avoiding things that, um, have not been as appealing up until this point but if you've like me watched everything on Netflix Marie Kondo the shiz out of your entire house and like eaten all of your provisions and almost used all of your toilet paper guess what it's finally time to stop procrastinating and get on with sorting out some things in your business so today we're talking money with my guest Chioma Njoku who is joining me from Chicago where are you?
1: Chicago, Illinois. I I like Chicago as we say. I like
0: (laughs) Chicago and Melbourne. uh, uh, You know, they've got some stuff in common. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Not the biggest, fanciest city, but kind of. You know, it's got there's culture there. There's yeah, I think there's some overlap. Got a similar feel.
1: Yeah, I have a future trip uh, coming if we're allowed to fly. So when, when, girls.
0: So tell us, tell everybody about. You, what's your business? Give us the give us the bio piece to start with.
1: Sure. So I am a yoga teacher, 200 hours, um, and I did and still do the yoga teaching. So, but one thing I saw, uh, I wouldn't even say over time, almost right away, was that there's some money stuff. So I'm a trained accountant, even before a yoga teacher. Like ran an accounting department, did the auditing let my CPA license lapse, but (laughs) so I was, I'm, I'm an accounting person and yoga was what highlighted my issues, my own personal issues with money. Interesting. So just because I know how to count it doesn't know how to mean I know how to manage it.
0: Or you know how to manage it for someone else. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Did. Yeah.
0: So when did, when did you do your teacher
1: training? I did it, uh, 2014, summer of 2014. Cool. Yeah, do you yeah. do
0: classes? Next time I'm in Chicago, can I come to a class?
1: Sure, sure. I will uh... <laughs> find you. We're going to
0: come and find you, and then we can talk about how much we love money afterwards. So, yes. So, so what? Tell us more about what drew, drew you to, I guess, the confluence of these two things, because for a lot of people, they're actually, uh, you know, almost irre- irreconcilable in terms of difference? Yoga teacher and and money and and wealth management and and fiscal responsibility, what? They're not the same thing. What drew you to draw them together? So
1: the worst thing, okay, one of the worst things, I won't be that dramatic, but (laughs) actually being too broke to teach yoga, I was like, that's a problem. So I, I don't want to generalize, but I did the, I, let's just say for my region, I used to live in Houston, Texas. Okay. And it seemed like it was the the thing, The to be a successful yoga teacher meant teaching a lot of free classes, um, not standing your ground for how much you get compensated. Basically don't talk about money at all and mm-hmm. somehow everything will work out mm-hmm. until I got to a point where I was debating between putting gas in my car or feeding my dog. Yeah,
0: wow. So
1: it then became a, something that, I never really had to deal with money like this before. Like working in corporate, you set it up all up front, you do your negotiations and it's just done. You just goes work. goes into the bank, yeah. yeah, yeah. But with yoga, it was just always around. The whole money thing, the whole, uh, making money's not yoga-like. Mm. You need to have a rich husband or wife to make money. Oh, you're all the about the money mm-hmm. yes, yes, and uh honestly, i just I was like, okay, maybe I don't talk about it. Maybe I don't ask to be paid and and so when that happened, that is in like i didn't I couldn't afford to teach yoga, I was just like this is this doesn't make any sense. I'm not serving anybody
0: yes, so yes. Yeah, I remember I can't remember who it was now, but I remember talking to a very established yoga Liberty. Um and she was saying how p- part of the problem is that the idea about teaching for free is actually fostered in a lot of two hundred hour yoga teacher trainings that what you yes. get taught then is to get going you go out and you teach your friends and you teach for free and I hadn't it hadn't dawned on me but she was right this is a lot of the programming that new teachers get is that you should start out charging nothing
1: and be yep. grateful for it that was that was definitely my process so I taught gosh almost for a full year just three classes Um, and that was to. I mean it was great for getting experience but I'll tell you at time like over time the excitement wore off Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it's um but I would I would say I'm not saying it's okay that the studio owners or whomever uh, taught us that or accepted this practice I would think that they are doing what they're taught as well. Yes. So I, yes. I find that a lot of yoga business leaders, there's this mold. Yes. Of what it means to be a yoga in yoga business and a yoga teacher, and it's just the karma yogi concept that eventually drove me nuts. Like, basically, it's just free labor. Like you're just, I hate to say you're using people, but you 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 know they don't mean to, but that's just it's just bad information just passed from person to person to person. And I am going to call it bad information. You know, it's bad when the outcome is a person can't afford to teach anymore. That's not, that's not right.
0: Well, it's also, I think it's degrading for our profession. What other profession would you study that amount? And then that's okay. You have to do it for free for a year before you can, who else, what else that you could study that amount of time and get some kind of qualification would then expect you to, do it for free
1: yeah no not one. no one. <laughs> oh. no uh,
0: so okay so you had so this was your own experience and despite the fact that you had a background in like you know money management as a, as working at you know working in accounting you still found yourself into this place what, what was the you had the moment where it was gas or dog food what did you do then like how did you start to change things up
1: I actually had to start taking a look at myself. So what I realized was that I was easily influenced. My motivation was in, in terms of success was external. So the reason why I was, I wouldn't call myself successful, but I, I was looking for an external beacon of success in my corporate life and I met that. Okay. And then for yoga, it was that same external validation. So in this case, it was not trying to have money because I want to be yoga-like. It's it's a martyr complex. Right. And that's when I was like, okay, what is it that, what's my why? Why am I a yoga teacher? Because I seem to have forgotten that I'm supposed to serve the people that come to my class. I'm serving, I'm, I'm of service. And instead I've been trying to serve myself in a in a weird way, serve my own Ego is not always a bad thing, but okay, serve my own ego in the, co- in the common sense. Mm. So it was a lot of self-reflection. Um, I actually started reading a lot of personal finance books mm-hmm. and, and really started to see a pattern in terms of what they taught, in terms of whether it's the systems, like the envelope system, how they move money, being very conscious. And I was very unconscious about not just money, but a lot of things in, in my life. Mm. But, um, the one thing that I started to do when it came to, to money, um, cause at that time I was making only $350 a month, us dollars per month, <laughs> <laughs> love the facial expression.
0: Was that I have, you still in Texas then?
1: Still in Texas.
0: I've never been to Houston, but I'm presuming that the living expenses there aren't so low that $350 a month is like, you know, dream lifestyle. stuff. Uh,
1: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I had some savings, but I was going through my savings pretty fast. Yeah. So I had to do something and I had to, I, I pretty much had to be broken down in order to build myself back up. Interesting. So um, I would move 1%. Anytime I got paid, I'll just move 1% from my checking to my savings account. Like before I paid a bill
0: mm-hmm. to
1: see if I could survive. Off of that $3.50 that I moved, if I'm okay, <laughs> then life is okay. And it was like I was proving to myself that I knew how to manage money and I could just make it work. And I, I did. And for about three months, I also it I finally started looking at my finances. I finally started to see what's important. And then it was like, okay, the universe was like, I know the universe, right? Something outside is like, hey, money you're welcome to have more money. So my income started to grow and I kept to that 1%. 1% became two, 2% grew to 10. Mm -hmm. Then I added more. It's like it all, the bank accounts grew. Then I added operating expenses instead of just like needs and savings and operating. And then I added another bank account for taxes. Well, taxes was mixed into my needs and I separated Mm -hmm. the taxes. And that's been my system ever since. It's just being very intentional with how I manage my money made book made bookkeeping a lot easier mm. and um, super creative too. Like it's it kind of became fun to just. There were, people, there were people watching this who were like, "That is never going to be fun for me." <laughs> and,
0: um, and I was one of those people, but I got to tell you, I know for me when I was like broke and. Mm-hmm and righteous about it let's like i was i am so broke because i'm a, like i was really going there like that was the amy with the shaved head for 12 years because i could save on shampoo like i had a, i had bad um wow. yeah yeah really bad like yeah, anyway we won't go into that but bad um and then when i started to do my work and okay so i'm changing my money story similar process and what do you know things start shifting and it's all sort of becoming easier and so then I started to upgrade things and I bought my first pair of like real yoga label pants and the, like that's really sexy and then you overhaul the wardrobe and then you buy the whatever and it's slowly – but i got to tell you the sexiest thing ever is when you have that account that, that money just goes into for the tax so that when yes. the bill comes it's like whatever. Here, here, exactly. <laughs> that. You, I, I would forego Lululemon for the rest of my <laughs> life to have the – that, that that sexy I've got this empowered woman feeling mm-hmm. you described about those accounts I never thought that I would find that fun but man it really is
1: yeah yeah uh when tax season is like not it's like here let's you don't sweat over it. it's just nope. done next no. Focus and, on more important things.
0: Totally, and the number of teachers who say to me, in fact, a, a client was sharing with me the other day that she got hired um, by the new studio in her town. It's a really chic space. She was really excited about it. They had a meeting. She had lots of great ideas. They were super keen for her to start. And then she, she was preparing, you know, getting ready for whatever she was going to teach. And then they rang her and said, actually. we're sorry we love you but we can't have you come and teach because if you teach here and it's successful it will put us up a tax bracket and we don't want to pay more tax like this Hmm. sort of thing about people dimming their light because of not not wanting to pay tax or people who aren't I don't I don't know what it's called in the states but you know if they're not registered for GST or VAT in the UK so that they don't want to earn too much because then they'll have a higher tax obligation and I just think Wow, well, you're playing small and this is such a limiting belief. When
1: yes, people
0: yeah. need your gifts, you need to like let them out so that people can receive them, not not hold them all tightly because of a tax implication.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's this it's interesting how like even at the end of um end of the year, like around the the, the holiday time, the new year holiday time here mm-hmm. in the States anyway, maybe maybe where you are at too there'll be a lot of businesses saying, hey, you know, tax deductible. You don't wanna pay all that money on your profit. Go ahead and buy our stuff. And I'm just like, no, 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 don't. But you'd be amazed at how many business owners, they have this fear of earning, of having a profit, having something left over because they don't want to pay the tax. And I think people assume um, that if they make money, it all goes to the tax authorities, and that's not true. No. It's just a portion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, like, yeah, you
0: make more money, you pay more tax, but you keep more money.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, what are some of the other things that, where you've seen yoga teachers get into some sort of money nonsense. What are the other, are are there other patterns or behaviors that you've noticed that we tend to have around money?
1: So besides the making money is not yoga-like and so the freeness, um, (laughs) I see the image thing, so I don't want to... Ge- oh, yeah, I'm generalizing. Why come not? on,
0: do it. We're going to laugh at ourselves. If, if, Folks, you can DM the two of us if you identify yourself in one of these stereotypes. We're like, I'm prepared. To, I just told everybody I shaved my head to shave on shampoo. Like, come on, go for it. <laughs> tell us, to tell it like it is.
1: Because, uh, yeah, I can relate to the whole like, oh, yeah, you know, you materialistic people. And deep down inside, I was so miserable. But, um. <laughs> Uh, Let's see spending a lot of money on yoga clothes because it's tax deductible. So the whole tax thing and I'm not saying don't spend money on yoga clothes. You know, we need to have some clothing on, but when it's like, oh, if I don't pay anything uh, down the line, so I'll just give all my money to Lululemon or Aloe or whatever brand out there. So I've seen a lot of that.
0: Um, so you can't afford any normal clothes. Is that why, is that the prevalence of active wear at all times? Because people actually are only buying clothes that are tax deductible.
1: Maybe. No one's got any, no one buys jeans anymore because he can't. No. Buy those off. <laughs> I have to watch myself. I'm like, Oh, I'm like one of those people. now. I don't wear jeans. I haven't even, uh, like rolled out my jeans and I haven't worn them for almost two years. <laughs> so, oops. <laughs> <laughs> one of
0: those <laughs> okay so we buy stuff that we may not need what else do we do what else are some of the problems we there's,
1: a, there's an image of the um acai smoothie bowl concept of just you know it's good for being healthy and all I suppose but it's like an image thing too um Ooh. yeah the coconut water I think or is are we onto to something else now anyway <laughs> but um yeah, I, I saw a lot of food buying, um, getting as much music as you can, because that's put it is technically a tax is tax deductible. Um, unless they change that. So buying a lot of music, um, a lot of yoga mats. And, um, and so this is a thing that saddens me. It's it's sad, but at the same time, I'm like, mm-hmm. now a a, a teacher wants to educate themselves. They want to eat, well, whether it's 500 hours, another 200 hour training, some kind of training. Yes. They Only don't have training that. we're over training, I think. It, yes. Actually that too, over training and even, um, crowd, was it crowdfunding the group fundraiser Yeah, to get to help for other people to donate to them so that they can get educated. So I saw that and still wow. see a lot of that. Really? So, um, I'm starting one.
0: I mean, no, okay. <laughs> i'm starting a GoFundMe. me i'm starting, starting that amy needs to go to la to study with her teacher GoFundMe campaign you can all really people have the
1: the there are people that brassy with asking for that sort of wow yeah that my mind and it's like no judgment i know there's some listen it's it's just when you see the same person doing it over and over again it's like all right
0: no, no, there's a difference between I've been through serious adversity in my life and my number one dream is to become a yoga teacher. Please help me do this mm. thing. But, and I just don't want to get my shit together and make my own <laughs> money, so please help me do this thing. They're wildly different go Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we buy too much. We ta- what about undercharging? not free necessarily, but not, not uh, fearful of raising rates or fearful for actually charging our
1: worth. Yeah, that's, that's still, I think it's an issue. Yeah. Um, What I love is that there's more business coaches like you. I'm maybe I'm starting to pay attention. I I will say that, but there's more people out there. We've just
0: pixeled you. That's all that's
1: happening. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So that, that helps, but I feel like it's, there's still this, this mindset really that the, the cheaper you are, the more people will like you. And it goes back to that value. Like we're actually training people when it's non-yoga people to devalue our work. So now they're, they're not taking yoga seriously, Mm -hmm. right? They're coming in, they're expecting some to pay nothing, they take a class, then they hop to another studio that has a better deal. Yeah. So um, that's the unfortunate part about um, undercharging. I actually do think, um, because I was at one point a CrossFit level one instructor, and when CrossFit was, uh, at least in my town, like really becoming popular, I was really amazed at how much people would pay and were paying per month to take a class. Mm. And some of the monthly fees were about $300, $500, $750 a month. People were paying it. And they, they got the value they got. It, it, it did something to yes. their mind that they yes. committed. Yes. So, um, I think really as yoga teachers, as yogi yoga business personalities, we can we can increase our fees. Yeah. You know, we need to believe in our service. That's really what it's about is, is that belief and not focusing on what other people are doing, but what do we, what value are we conveying? So I think it's more of that inner work, really.
0: I agree with you completely. One of the subsets of this pattern that I see is I'll have um, people come have a session with me and, and I can tell that it's starting to, like we, you and I have obviously been through it you can tell it's starting to emerge that they're starting to understand that actually, if I'm honest with myself, even though it's uncomfortable, I know I'm worth more than this. But then they hit this upper limit because their teacher doesn't charge more. And there's Mm -hmm. this sort of like, well, it's my teacher and I need to be respectful and I could never charge more than she does this extra Mm -hmm. layer of keeping people stuck sort of respect for the teacher because they're looking to the teacher to be their money teacher as well as their asana pranayama whatever teacher have you seen that
1: oh absolutely absolutely and then the question i would ask is are you serving your teacher or are you serving your students who are you serving yeah yeah oh and
0: and maybe that's maybe your teacher gets to be your teacher for those things Mm -hmm. but there might be someone else like some other person that's going to help you with the wealth consciousness piece yeah yes so what sort of, what do you do with yoga too? What sort of, how do you support folks? Tell us about, you know, other than teaching yoga,
1: like how else do you help people with all this money stuff? So I I support uh, teachers. I support people um, privately one-on-one and I'm actually soon to be released group workshop called Master Your Money. Ooh. So one-on-one is really like setting up the structure I actually, because yoga teachers, we tend to do our bookkeeping and yep. financial yep. management by ourselves. Yes. Um, I actually don't think, I will say this, it, <laughs> it, this could be a mindset issue, but I don't think that hiring a bookkeeper when you're solo and you're still working on your money stuff is in the best interest of the teacher yet. I think Why? it's good to connect, it's, it's giving away the power. Yes, I totally <laughs> agree. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I might have taken food off my table. <laughs> Not really. No. But really to look at your finances, connect to it and see see the result like your teaching creates this result. Yes. And just understand that connection and just it's it's like making friends. You know, just yes. hang out with friends, have the coffee date and and just Sometimes it's simply looking at your your bank balance or looking at the bank details, just simply looking, not doing anything with it. Just take a look, connect.
0: I don't think you're taking food off your table because here's the difference. Um, and this I recommend, not in terms of bookkeeping specifically, but I recommend this with other services like build my website, run my Facebook ads. Um, if, you, if you're so scared of something that you just give all of the information to somebody else and get them to do it, you have no control or insight over what's actually happening. But what I'm hearing you describe is you're working with people. So they're learning in the process, like guiding, like let's look at this together. Let's understand this together rather than I'll take all the stuff and sort it out. And you never have to worry about the fact that you're rubbish at money. Actually, let's, yeah. on <laughs> let's go on a journey together. And then with the view to you becoming independent and being able to do this yourself. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Much more empowering.
1: When I first started doing the, the bookkeeping, I came out, uh, I shifted, um, I wouldn't say, I dialed down the yoga teaching, I started doing the bookkeeping, and I took it like I used to as an accountant, basically. Um, just like, oh yeah, I'll do your bookkeeping. And I was trying to communicate with whether it's a yogi or another type of business owner, and they didn't want to talk to me. Uh, they just, it was like, here, do it. do it. Talk to me when it's done. Yeah. So I realized I wasn't serving them that way. Um, it wasn't, fu- it was definitely not fun for me. And it's not about me, but it was like, help me help you. So now it's really, we're a partnership. You know, it's, it's, if I'm helping you organize your finances in whatever shape or form, whether I'm doing it, but I'm keeping you informed yes. or I'm teaching you how to do it. This is a partnership. We work together and it's your money. So you have every single right to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's not some secret that I'm, you know, that I there's no secrets here. This is your money. So I, Yeah, I have that respect for you.
0: <laughs> I just think this is one of the sexiest subjects out there. Um, <laughs> like seriously, I know for people who haven't got their hands into it yet, it, um, there I gotta say there is something so it just feels so steady and um grounded about knowing where your money is, having some kind of a plan so that if something goes wrong, you're gonna be okay having not not being all um fearful, but having some kind of future kind of contribution plan, having all of your payments squared away, it really just feels
1: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: yeah um talk to you forever but um except for it's the middle of the night right now for you uh tell us how can we stalk first of all, how can we stalk you on the internet? Tell us all of your social things so
1: socially uh um, I'll get you on insta instagram uh my handle is at mindfully and- <laughs> you're <okay. laughs> so funny. And, and I do have a yoga one where I just do pictures and things. So it's chi underscore fit yogi. I'll type all these out. So C H I underscore fit yogi. We're
0: going to stalk you on both. We're obsessed with good Instagram accounts in this community. Okay, great.
1: Uh, website, please. The website is the mindfulbookkeeper.com. So good. So
0: good. And so, um, and uh, I understand that you may have some resources or some goodies that we could go and take a look at. Do we just head to your website and noodle around, or do you, is there a particular link? Just go to the homepage. What's the best way to? See yes, what you've
1: got. So two direct ways, at okay. least. I'll pop it in my uh, in, in my social as well, but uh, directly on the website, the homepage. Um, there is there's a, a check-in, as I call it. Like, I think awareness of what your finances, like how you relate to your finances. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to sit down, get quiet, and just write. So cool. I just take, a, I take you all through a journey, about, about about an hour, grab a cup of coffee, write some things down. And so that's on my homepage. I love and that. And then I also okay. have a direct link to that too. So Okay,
0: cool. So it's yeah. floating around here. However you've ended up here, it's either... In the comments, if you're on YouTube, it's in the session notes. If you're on the podcast, it's around. Look for the yeah. link. That sounds fantastic. I like that, like a like a self care date with your money.
1: Yeah,
0: yes. yeah. Very nice. Hey, thank you so much for giving us all a pep talk. And again, if if sort of the overarching premise of this series of interviews is um, sort of you know stop avoiding the stuff you've been putting off. I love the way that you've invited us to take a loving look at our money in a way that leads to greater empowerment rather than further sort of disassociation and perpetuating, like you said at the top, perpetuating these uh, kind of money myths that seem to be prevalent in the yoga
1: industry has been great. Thank you. Thank you.